Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. موسیقی Five minutes after 11 South African time Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh Ahalan wa sahalan wa marhaban bikum It's a beautiful Wednesday morning On our program The Bliss of Marriage I just love my beloved engineer I love my engineer You know he's always smiling He's always cool he's always happy uh, i see there's there's no ever a set day for our beloved engineer haji suleiman so he says molana alhamdulillah alhamdulillah he says molana if i am happy alhamdulillah if i'm sad alhamdulillah ala kulli hal <laughs> he's my beloved engineer we make dua for him that um, he gets a partner soon, inshallah. We're making lots of du'as. If there's any of my, my, my beloved listeners, I know the listeners love me too, but please give me a shout out. I'm looking for a, a very, very good poiri for Haji Suleiman Esop. Allah Ta'ala bless him, inshallah. By end of the year, Haji, uh, Haji Suleiman, you need to be married. 2023. Next year, 2024, you need to spend Ramadan with your beloved wife, inshallah. Next year, 1445. Our beloved engineer Haji Suleiman Esop. Let's welcome him to the program. He will be with me from now till 12 ish, inshallah. I want to welcome the listeners of uh, Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal, and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and Company. And I want to welcome uh, our wonderful listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlu Sunnah. Well, Jama'ah, remember our WhatsApp number is 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 2784-786-3132. Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name. Whilst we are waiting for our beloved, honorable, respected Fadilatul Ustad, Hazrat Malala Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein, Hafidahullah, where are my wonderful listeners? Quickly send me a message and say, Malala, hello, yellow, mellow, dello, jello. We were choose this beautiful Wednesday, bliss of marriage, here in uh, the land of Asia, Lanasia. Haji Suleiman Esop says, Lanasians, subhanallah. If anyone is listening to me, I don't know what you're up to. Hey, but by the way, by the way, I think uh, a lot of listeners are fasting, Haji Suleiman Esop. This morning, they all were giving me da'wah. Uh, why Mulan Arafat is not fasting? Mulan, you have to fast. I felt so bad. I felt so bad and so guilty that they say, hey, you know what? <laughs> Let me just rather fast tomorrow for the six days of Shawwal. But, uh, but I'm lazy this year, Haji Suleiman Esop. A lot of listeners have started the next day after Eid. So I think today is the fourth day for them. Uh, so I don't know. I'm 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 gonna try and see. Yes, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. So today is the fourth day. Look at him. He must be still counting the Haji Suleiman. Yeah. But inshallah, make dua that um, I try and fast the six days of Shawwal. Are you fasting, Haji Suleiman? He says, you know, you're not you're not gonna fast. He says, Manana, inshallah, get me married, and then inshallah, he's going to start with the six days of Shawwal, uh, Haji Suleiman Esop. Where are my wonderful listeners of Merka Sahaba? Are you guys listening to me, by the way? Because uh, I'm waiting for you guys to send me a message on 084-786-3132. Uh, 084-786-3132. International overseas listeners, plus 27 Eight four seven eight six three one three two. I've got somebody from uh, 
UK, from London. The same Molana waiting for you, and we're waiting for our Fabila to start all the way from Blackburn, Mahmoud. I need to, I need to, I need to meet this brother, man. I have to, man. I have to, really, honestly. He always sends me a message, brother Mahmoud from Blackburn. So uh, I, 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 I need to meet him. I see Nana. Musa Nana from Brits. He says, Monana, we will choose this beautiful, mashallah, uh, Wednesday morning on our program, The Bliss of Marriage. So, inshallah, we, we, we will have to make that fikr to meet our beloved brother Mahmoud from uh, Blackburn uh, in uh, UK. He's saying, uh, Monana asked Mufti AK, has he been to Blackburn? <laughs> Ustad, it's a beautiful Wednesday morning, and Ustad will be leaving today to Cape Town. I see a lot of letters, listeners are waiting for you, Ustad. Welcome to the Bliss of Marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum arafat jazakallahu khairan Subhanallah, subhanallah Ustad, before we begin with our bliss of marriage I see there's, a, there's about four questions If Ustad can just give us your round down Ustad For your suffer for your program in Cape Town Ustad Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala rasulil kareem Amma bad All praise is due to Almighty Allah The sustainer, nourisher and cherisher of the universe Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. We praise Almighty Allah Jalla wa at all times, all places. All this is the wasila barakah of Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi you, I think, Brother Mahmoud asked if I was at Blackburn. Mm-hmm. Blackburn is the place I visited the most in UK, in England. I was there for three or four Ramadans, mashallah, Mona Siddhat, and all of them. All of them know me very, very well in that big masjid there. Grant gave them and give, convey our salams to them, mashallah. mashallah. Second one regarding Cape Town, inshallah, this afternoon we'll be leaving and we'll be there tonight at the Ishtima, inshallah, al-Aziz. And then our programs will start tomorrow after Maghrib where Maulana Yazid Abdul Jabbar is. I think they call it Majid Kuba. So he is also one of our students from Darulum, Newcastle. So where Maulana Yazid Abdul Jabbar is in that area tomorrow, Thursday after Maghrib, will be our program. Friday, Juma will be there in Bontiyewal, inshallah, for Juma, And the talk will start at 12.45, quarter to 1 to 1.15, inshallah, al-Aziz. And then Friday evening, inshallah, we will be there at Anwarul Islam, where Mona Ilyas is, mashallah, our Bashir by one of the only elders left, you know, when Hazraji, Hazrat Mona Inamul Hassan Sab Nawar Allah first was Hazrat Mona Ilyas Nawar Allah He passed away in 1943 Then came Hazrat Mona Yusuf Sab Rahimullah. He passed away in 65. Then came Hazraji Asalis, the third leader and Amir, Hazrat Mona Inamul Hassan. So they made a shura of five people here in South Africa. Haji Bai Padia will be the Amir and Bai Bashir. And then there was Mahatutla Sab and there was Chota Dadabai <laughs> and Qari Abdul Hamid. So I knew all of them, but all of them passed away. Now much, you know, we say Allah grant them Jannatul Firdaus besides Bashir Bai. And therefore, when I go Cape Town, I must go meet Bashir Bai at home. And I ask him many questions, like, you know, how everything started and so forth. So, inshallah, we hope and pray to Almighty Allah, the Istima in Cape Town, the Istima in Azadwal, the Istima in Durban, Newlands, all will be a great success Ameen. and a means of hidayat, inshallah. My main purpose to go there, inshallah, to Cape Town, is the brother who picks me up every day, Fajr time, Isha time, our brother Muhammad Khan, and, mashallah, his son, Muhammad Wasim Khan. So Wasim is getting married, mashallah, they in Cape Town on Saturday. So they will be coming, inshallah, Friday. So I said, let me go early so I can go into Istima also and have some programs, meet all our graduates of Darlum, Newcastle. And the most of them are doing great sterling work there as well. And then Saturday evening, Saturday night, 
tonight, inshallah, we'll be back. So that is our trip to Cape Town, inshallah, Aziz. I've got, uh, I've got Appa Siddiqa. She wants to know, will you be translating in the Istima Ustad? No, 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 we don't translate in Istima. They got better people there, mashallah, that we are just observers there, mashallah, <laughs> on Cape Marnet, <laughs> you know, So, inshallah, that... Allah Ta'ala make everybody I don't know what's arrangements but mm. definitely I won't be translating they have greater people mashallah to do all that inshallah Ustad, uh, uh, there's a listener says if a man marries in the masjid and as he's as he leaves the masjid he passes away does his wife have to sit for for Idda to start? Remember that when you perform the nikah, the hadith in Tirmidhi, Habibuna Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam said, A'alinun nikah, announce the nikah. So therefore we told you the best man to get married is the month of Shawwal. And all of you, your son, your daughter, your grandchildren are getting married. Send the invitations here. 084-786-3132. Mohan Arafat has a program on Fridays between 10 and 30 in the morning, inshallah. So then Mohan will announce it. And then the second part of the hadith, وَجْعَلُوهُ فِي الْمَسَاجِدِ Perform your nikah in the masjid, so you start on a positive note. Then third one is, he was so happy, elated, delighted, his nikah took place, and then in a, everybody wished him well. Barakal, write it down, make note of the students' ulama. After the nikah, then read, Barakallahu lak, wa barakallahu alayk, wa jama'a baynakuma fil khair. Allah jalla wala grant you barakah from all directions, and keep the two of you in goodness, in khair. So remember, so that hadith is authentic in Abu Dawood. So in a case like that, now he reached the ending of the masjid or just went out, inna lillahi he suffered a massive heart attack and he passed away. <laughs> now the question, is the iddat upon this lady here? Yes, compulsory. She is mutawaffa and has Juha. Her husband passed away. Her iddat will be 130 days. Remember from time of death. The masla is thus, dakhala biha o lam yadukhul biha. Whether he consummated the marriage or not, still iddat will be compulsory. This is iddatul wafat, iddatul maut. But when you speak of talaq and divorce, then it's slightly different. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, idha nakahtumul mu'minat, ithumma tullaqtumuhunna min qabli antamassuhunna. So now the husband got married, and now he reached the door, and then something happened. Then he got made and upset with his wife, and he gave her talaq, but he never touched her. There was no khalwa, there was no privacy with her, there was no consummating marriage. Then in that case, in the case of talaq, there will not be any iddat. But in the case of wafat, in the case of death, iddat is compulsory. Remember, is haqqu zawj and haqqullah. That is the right of Almighty Allah and the right of the husband as well. So in that 130 days, arba'ata ashurin wa ashara, she will not be wearing new clothes, she will not be wearing jewelry, she will not be applying henna, mendi. So all these laws will apply. If you want a reference of all this, open the work of our Ustad, our Sheikh Muhammad Ali Sabuni, rahimahullah, in Rawai Ul Bayan fi Ahkam al Quran, he has mentioned all this there beautifully. So that is, yes, it that will be compulsory upon her. She had a smart clothes on, but now she must go into ihdad, into mourning, and it that from time of death, 130 days. Who said uh, this question was coming several times, but of course I didn't uh, have the opportunity to pose a question to you. The brother is from the United Arab Emirates. Uh, it's not regarding the program, but of course, let me ask you, because he sent me again that message. He says, why should I and my wife never ever visit Istanbul? Ustad. Remember who said you can't visit Istanbul? That you can visit Istanbul. So everybody will be judged by their intentions. So what intention you make? You want to go to Istanbul to study the history of the Khilafat Uthmaniyyah. So they ruled this Ummah for the longest duration. You, my brother, let me teach you a lesson of history and geography. 
after the demise of Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam in the 11th year after Hijrah, then it was the Umayyad dynasty, Khilafat Umayyah. So remember that Bani Umayyah and Amir Muawiyah radiallahu anhu was the first and they had 14 Khulafa in total and 90 years that Khilafat, that dynasty lasted. Thereafter, you had the Abbasid dynasty, the Banu Abbas, and Amir Muawiyah and the Umayyads, they ruled from Syria, from Damascus, so remember that. And after Nabi Wasallam demise, then you had the Khulafai Rashidin first, and they ruled for 30 years. So first Sayyidina Bakr, Sayyidina Umar, Sayyidina Usman, Sayyidina Ali, and Sayyidina Hassan bin Ali radiallahu anh. So they ruled from 11 to 41. Then Amir Muawiyah radiallahu anhu and them ruled for 90 years to the year 132. And thereafter, you must remember, was the Abbasid dynasty. They ruled for 525 years approximately. And this is the Abbasid dynasty, Khalifa Harun Rashid and all of them. And their headquarters, Marcus, was there, Baghdad and Iraq and so forth. And thereafter was the Khilafat Usmaniyah, the Ottoman Empire. They ruled for 640 years approximately, the longest. And remember, the greatest rulers in them was, you must remember, Suleiman Qanuni, Suleiman the Magnificent. He ruled for 48 years. And then you have, you must share, Sultan Abdul Hamid Asani. He ruled for 33 years. Mm. So you must remember, then the Shaitan, the Murtad, the Kafir, that, Mur- that Muslim. Mustafa Kamal Atatur came in 1924 and they abolished it, the Khilafat and so forth. That Khilafat that started with Sayyidina Bakr Siddiq and ended with Sultan Abdul Hamid Asani II. Remember that the Abbasid had 37 Khulafa and successors and the Banu, the Khilafat the Usmaniyah also had 37. So you must make note of all this. So what must you visit, my brother, when you go there to Istanbul? Istanbul, Islambul. Bul means people, the place of Islam for the people. So that if you go into the history and philology of all that. So you must visit all these places. The Blue Mosque you must visit. So now they renovated it all. They're beautiful. Then you must go there to the Topkapi Museum. A hadith in Bukhari Sharif, La Sha'aratun Ahabu Ilayya wa Ilayna wa Mina Dunya wa Mafiha, one one Baal Mubarak, one one He Mubarak of the Master Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is more beloved and precious to us than the whole world and whatever it contains. The hadith in Bukhari Sharif, go see Topkapi Museum. Then go see Dolamabashi. Dolamabashi is the big museum. So many things you will learn there. Then go visit the Islamic Museum. Then go to the Bosphorus. Istanbul is the only city in the world. Quarter of it, half of it in Asia. The other half of it there was in, you must remember, Europe. And that's at the Bosphorus. Then if you want to go, go visit the Masjid, Suleiman Al-Fatih Masjid. And you should know about Sinan. Write this down. So you must remember that the person who built all these masjids with the beautiful domes, his name, the engineer architect, was Sinan. And he used to use the trunk of the elephant and so forth and the legs of the elephant and some the masterpiece he was in all these things here. Then you must remember that if you go there to Istanbul, then you must try and go to the libraries there and go sit there in a library or from now start preparing to write down the contribution of the Ottoman Empire the ruling not of countries they were ruling continents they were ruling most of Asia they were ruling half of Europe they were ruling northern Africa all these things happened and they played a great great role you must remember and if you know the fiqh aspect of it they had one fiqh one jurisprudence for the whole Muslim world and it was the Hanafi fiqh 
and the book they used to use was called Al-Majalla. That was the book they used to use. So, so many things. If that is your intention, very good. And if your intention is to visit the prostitutes there, 100,000 Zaniyat, Ahirat, and so forth, from Russia and other places, if your intention is to go visit the nightclubs there and the casinos, then obviously it will be haram for you. Just like Dubai and all that. You know all the vices you got there undercover, how the prostitution works there, how the gambling works there. So everything is available there. So what is your intention when you go to these places? So that is what you should understand. Allahu Akbar. What that is, a listener says that there's a... There's a uh, a janazah taking place right now in Isipingo Beach. They told me to inform you where a little boy by the name of Marhum Muhammad Zakaria, Umar, six years old, yesterday he was knocked by a car and he passed away. So the listener says the child was very inspired with Malik bin Dinala's story from Fazail Kitab and he told his parents that Allah must take him away so he can be like Malik bin Dinar's daughter in Jannat and intercede for them, Ustad. Yes, my sister contacted me and told me the whole story. And my brother-in-law, Ayub Karim, mashallah, he sits for etikaf every year for several years, day in Ispingo Beach. And mashallah, that this youngster, Zakaria, his name, right? It's, um, the one that passed away, Ustad? Yeah. It's uh, Muhammad... Marhum Muhammad Zakaria Umar. Yeah, Zakaria Umar is his name. So anyway, so he used to bring the Quran, bring the tipai, the desk, all mm-hmm. that for my brother-in-law and for other people. Allah. At this young old age, five, six years old, she told me five, but anyway, must be five and a half, six years old. So now he passed away, tragic accident. So we made dua last night also for him. Allah Jalla Wala grant him Jannatul Firdaus in Masum, so he'll go to Jannat inshallah. But the test and the trial is for the family members the parents and so forth so obviously Quran Sharif teaches us Almighty Allah has placed us here in this world for so many tests and trials Surah 2 Surah Baqarah verse 155 156 157 surely definitely we will test you with a little bit of fear you see South Africa, how much fear, this alarm, this gadget, this security, will due poverty, unemployment, you will lose some of your wealth and that, you see so many hijacking, kidnapping, well, unfused people will pass away, there will be harm to your fruits and your farms and your plantations. So what should be our response as a Muslim? Give glad tidings to the sabirin, those who exercise patience. So what is the meaning of patience? Dead la shikwa. You don't complain to creation. Sometimes you overcome, you overwhelm as a father, mother. So then use the words of Nabi Yaqub The firaq and the separation of Joseph, Yusuf He went blind and then he cried. He petitioned Almighty Allah. Innama ashku bathi wa husni ilallah. Oh beloved Allah, I complain to you, my sadness my grief to complain to Allah that is not only permissible that is matloob that is required that is sabrun jameel the beautiful sabr but don't complain to people and your crying is rahmah is mercy remember that Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu cried when his son Ibrahim passed away 18 months old and said wa inna bifiraqika lamahzunun ya Ibrahim oh Ibrahim with your separation we are so sad and we are grieving we can't talk to you we can't walk with you so for you the parents the family you say wa inna bifiraqika lamahzunun Ya Muhammad Zakaria. So obviously you will feel it, that vacuum, all that. And every person only speaks good of him. And the terbiyat the parents did is a great, great inspiration. Remember that how I heard this one lecture this morning. The same youngster, somebody sent me a clip and he was giving a talk. 
talk, you must remember that he said today, the one sentence that really struck me, mm. the same youngster said, five, six years old, today we build big, big masjids and big, big darulums and so forth, but the people don't even know the basics of Islam in the many places in the world. They don't know what is zakat, they don't know what is jummah salat, they don't know what is fasting and all this, thing, which is the truth. Imagine a six-year-old boy giving a ummah a lesson. So, وَبَشِّرِ الصَّابِرِينَ الَّذِينَ إِذَا أَصَابَتُهُمْ مُصِيبَةٌ قَالُوا So, when a calamity strikes, then say, إِنَّا لِلَّهِ وَإِنَّا لِلْرَجُونَ And then, when you say that, and you don't complain to creation, أُولَٰئِكَ عَلَيْهِمْ صَلَوَاتٌ مِرَبِّهِمْ For those people, the family, the parents, grandparents, Allah's special blessings is for you. وَرَحْمَةٌ Allah Ta'ala's mercy is there for you. وَأُولَٰئِكَ مُلْمُهْتَدُونَ they are the truly guided people chapter number 2 verses 155 156 157 that is Quran Sharif then remember that you go to Mishkat Sharif so Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu is describing to the Sahaba radiallahu anhum Allah Jalla wa Allah asked the angels and all might Allah knows everything his knowledge all embracing all encompassing you took away you took away the apple of the eye. You took away what he, she, the parents loved the most. What did they say? Allah knows. So they, the angels, say, they only said, Inna lillahi wa inna rajiun. And they said, Alhamdulillah, that we are happy with the decree of Allah. We are pleased, Rida bil qada. We accept the decree of Allah. No complaints. Why my son? Why my daughter? Why does no? Muslim, we accept whatever Allah has decreed. Allah says, now build for that child, for that parents, everybody, inshallah, a palace in Jannah, and name it Baytul Hamd, the house of praise, that the child is happy, the parents are happy, and that will become, inshallah, a means of interceding that same masoom. Muhammad Zakaria, maybe he was doing hips also. So anyway, that he will intercede for his beloved parents. So the hadith mentioned in Mishkat Sharif. So it's a win-win situation, but a sabru in the sadmatil ula. Initially, you have to exercise the patience. With the passage of time, remember after six months, one year, two years, the pain will be there, but it will be decreased. Remember that. Now is the time. You have to rise up to that. Allah Jalla Wala make easy for you, the parents. Allah Jalla Wala give your son and a son of the ummah, we should say and in Shai was an inspiration for so many people Allah Ta'ala grant him Jannatul Firdaus grant the family Sabri Jameel and inshallah Baytul Hamd the house of praise awaits him Ameen 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 Thumma Ameen somebody says I'm very upset with Mufti AK why you say we can't marry Hindu sisters when Quran says marry who you want and the people of the book now my parents don't want me to marry this Hindu lady I leave you all in Allah's hands Mufti you and my parents will be responsible if I commit zina. I'm Bashir, call me Besh. Ustad. You must remember the Quran says, which Quran said you can marry a, marry a non-Muslim? Your Quran, Shia Quran. <laughs> Quran Karim says, Surah 2, verse number 221. <laughs> you, the man, you cannot marry a mushrika. You can't marry a Hindu, you can't lady, you can't marry a Buddhist lady, you can't marry any idol worshipper. If you reject that, you're already out of the fall of Islam. <laughs> you're a murtad out of the fall of Islam. So my brother Bashir, you say you bash. If you want to be Bashir, then you better believe in this. Allah. And if you want to be bashed in Jahannam, then you reject it. So that is what you want. Go open Surah 2, Surah Baqarah. You know Surah Fatiha is one. Surah 2, verse 221. Any person says that your Muslim male can marry a Hindu lady or a Buddhist lady or an idol worshiper and so forth, straight away you're out of the fall of Islam. It's not Mufti A.K. says, Allah says, my brother. So we just explain to you what the Quran is teaching us and what the Sunnah Mubarakah is teaching us. But you, what has happened? to you. You know when you were in school, you learned one saying, that 
also they stole from us. They taught us love is blind. He Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah said, the thing that makes you you love it makes you blind and deaf so therefore what your parents are saying is 100% the truth and you the parents of this Bashir if he goes ahead you must excommunicate him tell him you are kicked out of the family you are murdered and we got nothing to do with you no salam no kalam no nothing don't come with that story about your zina and all these things here you must remember and try and win our sympathy is haram for any Muslim lady to marry any non-Muslim male whether he's a Jew whether he's a Christian whether he's Hindu Buddhist chapter 60 verse number 10 and it's haram for a Muslim male to marry any woman that is an idol worshipper whether you want to call her Hindu or Buddhist or whatever else so that is the unanimous belief as enshrined and mentioned in the Noble Quran. Allahu Akbar. I don't think the brother is understanding because he says here, what about the people of the book? And he says, leave me alone, Ustad. So, yes, the truth is always better, my brother. Hindus don't belong to people of the book. You got all your fuses confused and you are a blown person. Your fuses are blown, brother. I've got a question. He says, I put my money, say, in FNB Islamic fixed deposit account for two years, Ustad. I receive an amount of about 8,000 every month. Is this income halal, Ustad? Totally unacceptable. All these Sharia compliant and so forth. See, I give you one easy example. Mm -hmm. Somebody sent me now during this week here. Today is Wednesday. I think on Sunday or Monday. That some place they're having Sharia compliant, this bank, that bank, and they're having a golf tournament. Mm -hmm. Now imagine you using Sharia compliant and telling us about a golf tournament. Since when golf tournament and all that is permissible in Islam? So this is how they fool the people. They have, you must remember this, certain Arabic terms and so forth. And let us be honest about this. You understand? At end of the day, the people they employ are there. They have to compromise so much I, sh- I show you how they compromise so you must remember they will produce a hybrid product certain things they take from Shafi'i certain from Hanafi certain from Maliki and tell you Sharia compliant this is called Talfiq in Islamic terminology it's not permissible that Number two, they use healers and they use tricks and they use shortcuts and loopholes called Dakhari. A nation that used that, Almighty Allah made them, you must remember, monkeys, Quran says. Allah made them swines. فَقُلْنَا لَهُمْ كُنُوا Quran says. So the second reason we reject it is this. Third reason we reject it is Habibuna said that the time will come you will find people will take alcohol, give it different names and legalize it. People will take riba and so forth. And see, I'll take his name. He's alive. You cannot tell him. I told him on his face. You must remember that. So people say he's a very great alim. There's no doubt about that. Mm. Mufti Taqi Usmani, I studied in that madrasa. You must remember, Hazrat Mufti Shafi Sab was the greatest, one of the greatest scholars Indo-Pak produced. So they called him Sheikhul Islam and his Grand Mufti and all that. I told him, Hazrat, we don't agree with you on this issue. And our, our teacher don't agree also. He's his teacher and my teacher. Mm. Hazrat Mawana Salimullah Khan Sahib, Hafid Anna, who passed away three, four years ago. Hazrat was dead against all this. Three things Mufti Taki has done, and it has tainted his legacy. One is get involved in this Islamic finance and legalize it. He opened the back door for riba. Understand that? Allah. That is the consequences and ramifications. He's alive, so therefore we take his name. And you can confirm it with him and ask him, did we not have the discussion in Hilton Hotel in Cape Town? And I told him his son Imran was there. Imran was a small lady when we were studying there. He was a small boy he was. So you must remember these type of things here. So that's one thing we can never agree with. He has tainted himself. Second thing, the fatwa he gave of Taswir. I discussed that also with him and Mufti Rafi. 
Mufti Rafi is now passed away, Rahimullah, Allah grant them Jannatul Firdaus. Forgive them for their mistakes. We all make mistakes and commit sins. There they said that TV and Tasweer are not the same thing. So the word Tasweer in Quran or in Sunnah and so forth, remember, does not apply to TV. You know what the oh, big, uh, uh, can of uh, work, you have opened a can of worms, you understand? So now people say, Mufti Takisab ne you kaha. Now he realized his mistake, so now he don't allow the students in the madrasa to have cell phones with uh, cameras. But it's now a case of the horse bolting, and now you want to close the stable, you know. So, so that we reject totally. And third one, his closeness and nearness to the Pakistan government. Therefore, he has to compromise himself. See, I give you one example. So now he went to Moscow. When they interviewed him on TV, a lady, Russian lady, is interviewing him. So why you have to do all these things here? So so many examples we can give you. Because you want now to be close to the government and so forth and so on. So you'll attend conferences here. And so, so many things I can tell you about. So therefore, you ask these youngsters who are there and these Molanas, we can open a debate and any time ask them, answer this, answer this. They'll just tell you, no, Mufti Takrisab Mufti That's not the Dalil in Islam. Is it true or not true you are using Talfiq, some Hanafi, Shafi, Maliki? Is it true you are using Hilas or not shortcuts and loopholes? Is it true that you are calling profit, you are calling interest profit or not? Therefore, they themselves will tell you certain amount, you must give it out in charity and so forth. So Mufti Takisab himself said, when he was here in South Africa, that we said people must give out the money, but they mustn't give it to Darulam Karachi. So why all these things? Yeah. Just say, Sayyidina Omar radiallahu used to say, kunna nattaqir riba wa riba. So understand these things here. Yeah. So my brother, just forget about the Sharia compliant. We're dead against all the Sharia compliant. We're dead against all these halal logos. It's all scholars for dollars business. Remember that. Open talk, straight talk is that. Quran said, Yu'minuna bil ghayb, believe in the unseen. They said, Yu'minuna bil jayb, use Islam and commercialize it and make money out of it. They became millionaires, most of them, remember that. Some became millionaires in dollars, some became millionaires in rains and so forth and so on. So now you invested your money, ABC bank or whatever bank, you got money, so what must you do with it? So you can give it to the poor people, send it to Palestine, Syria, Libya, Burma, wherever, Turkey, wherever you want to. You want to keep it, keep it, but don't use it for yourself and your family. You know all these taxes and that the government charges you, you can use it for all that there. So that is my advice to you. But we need to see great, great ulama wrote one great sentence. Mm-hmm. Ulama ka kam he hifazat deen, to protect and preserve the deen. And ulama kakame isha'at deen, that we have to propagate the deen. But hifazat deen, to, pro- to protect the deen and preserve the deen in its, pro- in its pr- pristine purity, that is muqaddam, much more important than propagating the deen. So today, that's what ulama mix things up there. So we have to protect and preserve the deen of Islam. If you're not going to do that, slowly, slowly, everything. You saw eat salat. Go see eat salat day in Egypt. Go see eat salat here in this country, that country. Men, women, all mixed up. You understand? Mm. And they'll make kullu halal. They'll just say, yeah, it's permissible. So that is what we are fearing. You must remember that. So when nobody speaks, amal bil ma'roof is easy. Do this, do this, do that. Nahi and in munkar is very difficult Haq. to prohibit the evil, remember that. That mm. is difficult. So we got no confidence in all the Sharia compliant. We got no confidence in any halal organization. And you know deep down what I'm saying is the truth. Mm. Listen to this one, Ustad. It says here, uh, I'm, against, I'm against it of you speaking of Mufti Taqi Uthmani. Please jib Dalil. How many people studied under him? He's a great alim. Then he's a great alim, then Mufti A.S. decide. Please apologize or else we will send it viral what you say to start. Send it viral? What you going to send viral? I send it viral myself. I told him on his face. So you must remember, didn't I say he's a great alim? 
thousand students studied, million students, he's wrong, he's wrong. So mm-hmm. you must remember that. We don't carry favor with any person, with any alim, with any maulana, and so forth and so on. See, I give you an example. That don't come think that I followed this one, that one blindly. We don't carry favor with any government, any politician, any person, or any uh, organization. See, I give you an example. Mm-hmm. You want to speak of Azad Mohana Mufti A.S. Desai Sab? No. See, I tell you something. So you must remember this year, Ramadan. Hmm. So you started fasting on Friday. Hazrat Mohana A.S. Desai started fasting on Friday. I started Thursday. So you must remember that. So And I made the statement on the Thursday morning. I said that those who started on Thursday, Alhamdulillah. Those who started on Friday, there's no sin upon you and so forth. And I gave you the dalil from Quran. I told you what Dawood, what Sulaiman, is Yahkumani fil Hars. Quran is telling you, you can have two truths. Then one issue, Nabi Dawood alayhi salam passed the verdict and he's senior, he's the father. And Nabi Sulaiman alayhi salatu salam passed the verdict. So you must remember that, that Allah ta'ala praised both of them. But Allah also said, Suleiman. Nabi Suleiman alayhi verdict is much more nearer to the truth. He has a deeper, profound understanding of this issue. So therefore, brother, don't come <laughs> tell me stories and this type of thing. Anyone we don't agree with, we'll tell you. On these three issues, we'll never agree with Mufti Taki and take my name and go tell him and remind him the conversation we had there in Hilton Hotel in Cape Town. <laughs> On this Tasweer issue, he opened the doors for TV. On this riba issue, banking, he opened the door of riba from the back door. And this closeness to the government, show me one Molvi in this day, this age. Took six South Africa. <laughs> for what you close the masjid to bootleg the ANC? They can't even know whether they're coming or they're going. Yesterday, the idiots and the fools, they made the statement they will walk out and move out from the ICC. Today, they say, no, they made a mistake. They're staying in the ICC. Mm. What you call people like this? You call them, you understand, trapeze artists, clowns, you call them. You must remember. But our Molvi is standing in a line, you understand, and the sheikhs and all of them. We don't carry favor, brother. Remember, and we can't even speak one word against the Shias. Mufti Rafi Sab said the Shias are Muslim of Pakistan. I told him he's talking nonsense. You must remember that. What you coming to talk? You must remember. You must go tell them all this. I send every program of mine out. You don't have to come and tell me about viral issues here. Allahu Akbar. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. Takbir. Allahu Akbar. 16 minutes to 12 o'clock. When we come back, we will continue with the bliss of marriage. Allahu Akbar. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Well, it's exactly now uh, uh, 13 minutes uh, to 12. You are tuning in, listening to the bliss of uh, marriage. Before we go to the next question, I know there are questions. Uh, our beloved senior Ustad just want to rectify one, two, one or two things regarding the question, Ustad. Not rectify. I'll just explain one thing which I didn't say still. Hazrat Mohana Salimullah Khan Sahib taught Mufti Rafi Sahib, Mufti Taqi Sahib, all of them, Tirmidhi Sharif at Darulum. When he resigned, Mufti Shafi Sahib used to beg him after Taraweeh, Twitter, right till Sehri time. Tell him, please don't leave, don't leave. Hazrat Muhammad Salimullah told me this himself. So you must remember, then Hazrat when was here, he told me, you, Abdul Qadir, write a fatwa against them. Ek Sheikhul Islam bana hua hai, or ek Mufti Azam bana hua hai. Mm-hmm. One has become Sheikhul Islam, and one has become Mufti Azam of Pakistan. So you must write a fatwa against all these things here. I wrote the fatwa. And Hazrat told me, I was writing in English and told me where I must send it there and all these things there. So what you talking about? The greatest ulama in Pakistan, India, were dead against this. Hazrat Mufti Muhammad Sayyid Palanpuri, who was Sheikhul Hadith, one of the greatest ulama India saw in the past 50, 60 years, he dead against the whole Islamic banking. Yeah, at Dalum Zakaria, we were 15, 16 ulama. And I posed the question. And Muhammad Karan was there also. So then I told him, this Muhammad Taha Quran is number one in all these things here. 
تو یہ سید کران ہو کہ کوئی بھی ہو تقی عثمانی ہو کہ کوئی غلط ہے غلط ہے صاف بات ہے فنش سو یو مس ریمبر دیٹ این حضرت محمد سلیم اللہ خان صاحب از دے استاد سو بٹ دے وینٹ اگینسٹ دیئر ٹیچر آن دس سو دے دا ہول بک از پرنٹڈ سو برادر ڈونٹ کم وت آئی کین ٹیل یو سو مینی تھنگز وچ یو نیور ایون ہرڈ اف یو نو سو ڈونٹ کم وت آل یور اسٹوریز ایبر اس Ustad, regarding uh, uh, marrying a Hindu girl, somebody is asking, what if she accepts Islam, Ustad? Yes, he didn't say that. He says he wants to marry her while she's a Hindu. If she embraces Islam, alhamdulillah, she embraces Islam and she must detach herself from everything. You must remember of Hinduism. Then it's fine. Islam will have no objection on that. Quran says that. Till they embrace Iman. See, not only Islam, they must be true. Mu'mina also mm. not just lip service ashhadu allahi la ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna muhammad abdu rasulu then there's some hindu prayers or christian prayers or hindu or jewish prayers then they there and by the temple or the church or synagogue so that is not islam so we must be clear it's like when i was in argentina so this brother they like all new muslims all zigzag you know mm-hmm. So I still remember his name that in the place in Mada Plata, beautiful like Durban. Mm-hmm. So you know, the old coast and everything, you know, the beach and everything. So we were there in the masjid. Bulba was South Africans, you must remember. I've been five, six times to Argentina with Allah's help. So this type of thing. So anyway, so this brother, I see him speaking to that girl there. Because they just speak there in front of you. They don't worry. Everything, they do. for them, everything goes. So I told him, Jamil, this girl you're speaking is Muslim. He said, no, it's half Muslim. <laughs> I said, what you mean by half Muslim? I am teaching Islam for over 40, 50 years now and never heard the term about half Muslim. <laughs> what you mean? He said, no, Friday she come masjid, mosque, and Sunday she go church. So I yeah, told him, Jamil, this don't work. I didn't tell him haram, halal, or they all knew Muslims like I told him, see, it's Ramadan. Now just nice iftar. Me and you, we have to make dua now. So we both made dua. We cried everything, this, that, and all. So, and I told him that, see, this green church, that's not right and all. Next year, I went back there. So he was like the Muazzin caretaker. Hmm. So I asked him, Jamil, now what's your story with that? She said, no, number one, he put thumbs up. I said, no, 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 because me, I'm confused. Sometimes you've got quarter Muslim, half Muslim, three quarter. <laughs> Explain to me. He said, no, now no more church. I said, no more, complete, finish. <laughs> he said, yeah. Now, he said, I married her. I said, you married her properly. Who performed nikah? He said, yes. I said, very good. Then I asked, what name you gave? He said, Jamila. I said, very good. Now I'm happy. Jamil and Jamila. Jamila. You see, they're handsome and beautiful and so forth. So if they embrace Islam properly, there's no problem mm. in that. But he's telling us and trying to justify it. So therefore, I told him, if you're doing that, then your name was not Bashir. Then you'll get bashed up in Jahannam, remember that. <laughs> so when you do wrong and you want to justify it, something which is clearly, explicitly mentioned in the Quran, so like riba is 100% haram, and now if a person goes from the back door, I mean, it's a serious issue, you must remember mm. that. I see uh, uh, Apa Siddiqa says, bring Haji Suleiman Esop to Cape Town, Mufti Sab, so we can see our titis. There's beautiful titis in Cape Town, Ustad. Titis means they, in Cape Town terminology, for men, they use the word butas, and titis means the ladies, not some other thing now, so you must remember this, you understand? So now Buta Suleiman say, no, he can't travel so far because he wants to eat the local cook sisters. He don't want to come there for the cook sisters. He wants to eat cook sisters here in Transvaal, in Gauteng. So this type of thing is there. So inshallah, make dua for Suleiman. Bichara is making a lot of dua. Allah open the door, inshallah. Amin, amin, amin. So mommy, he's having a good laugh, Ustad. Ustad, somebody says, can Muftisa please explain the verses regarding Parda in the Quran? My sister says, these verses only refer to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam's wives and children and not to the Ummah Ustad. You see, that is what I'm trying. That's why we have these programs. You'll speak things that take you right out of the fall of Islam. But you'll think you'll know too much. So you must tell that lady, what is the meaning of this verse? Surah 33, verse 59. Write it down. Surah 33, Surah Ahzab, verse 59. Ya ayywa nabi. O Mustafa Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa azwajik. Tell your honorable wives, wa banatik, your beloved daughters, 
وَنِسَائِلْ مُؤْمِنِينَ And the believing men, they are women. So now how can you confine it to Nabi Wasallam's wives and daughters when Quran is saying that if she believes that she'll go out to the fall of Islam? Mm. So for me, for Mona Arafat, for everybody will mean our wife or wives and our mother, our daughters, our sisters, our nieces. So that's the meaning of it. So the meaning is arm. It has a general connotation and a general message. Yudnina alayhinna min jalabi bihin that the laws of parda are compulsory upon every Muslim lady. But they want to say no, it's only confined to the wives of Nabi alayhi salam and the daughters of Nabi mm. So what is the meaning? You tell me what does wanisail mu'minin means. You see? So you, that is kufr, it's blasphemy that. So you mm. must be very careful what you'll speak. You'll speak sometimes things you don't want to do something, then you want to justify the wrong, and then you talk nonsense, and hmm. then you go out of the fall of Islam. You must understand the consequences and ramifications this. Hmm. So you go study. Therefore, I'm telling you, all this internet study and DIY study, do it yourself. Just open internet and this and that. Some Shia kufar, you must remember, will tell you there's no such thing as covering face and all that. Today I sent out something against the Shias. You must remember that. That some guest of theirs is coming and so forth. We don't care for all these people. Our job function must be to promote the Quran Sharif in its pristine purity, to teach the Sunnah Mubarakah of Mustafa Wasallam, to love the Sahaba, defend the honor of every Sahabi and companion, and remember to protect the honor of Uliyaullah and follow the four schools of thought, Shafi'is, Maliki's, Hanbalis, Hanafis. That is Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Anything else you come with, like you are speaking now, that brother tell you you can marry a Hindu lady, mm, this mm, lady mm, saying that you don't have to wear parda. It's all, so all that is 100% kufr. And the crime is this. You do wrong and you want to justify it also. Mm, mm, That's mm, worse. Mm. You must Say I'm wrong. It's my weakness. I don't want to wear parda. Say it is my weakness that I'm marrying this lady. I know it's haram and so No. We want to justify it and so. That's it. That is takfir, 100%. That you're making something which is clearly halal, clearly haram, you want to make halal. Or something that is halal, you want to make totally haram. So that is very, very serious. Allah give us understanding and tawfiq. Amin, amin, amin. amin. Well said, Ustad. Somebody said, if, if husband and wife are both hafiz, Ustad, can the husband read tarawih behind the wife? Can they take turns to start? Mm, then the husband will not be praying P-R-A-Y. He will be praying P-R-E-Y. <laughs> so you must remember these things. Yeah. After 10 records, they will stop because then what will happen? Then they'll say we need some half time. You understand? <laughs> so you must remember this type of thing. So it's absolutely haram for a male to follow a female. Mm. Remember in Salat and so forth, the hadith is in Abu Dawood, Mustafa Rasulullah told Umm Waraka, you make imamat for the ladies. So therefore the Shafi'is, the Hanbalis and them, they allow it. Hanafis, Maliki say, even that is not permissible. So you know, and Imam Abu Dawood brought there a Tarjamatul Baba heading Imamatul Nisa and so forth. So that is ijma and consensus according to all four schools that a male following his wife or any other the lady is haram that how can you be reading salat like that so i read salat with my wife she takes out my mistake but she's not hafiza because every year i make same mistake <laughs> so now i tell her no you go in front and i'll follow you so obviously it's haram brother so you must remember these things here yeah, that they must read to one another during the day and that is sunnah that during ramadan especially that's nabi sallallahu alayhi would read to jibreel alayhi salam Ibrahim alayhi salam would read to the master sallallahu alayhi salam. Ramadan is finished but I'm just repeating so that you remember we must create that environment in our houses that the parents read to children children mm. read to parents, husband read to wife, wife read to husband so that is the sunnah and the bawiyah, remember that. So wonderful lineup, make dua for us and remember it's Wednesday after Zohar duas are accepted, make dua always, Allah keep our iman intact and we die 
comply with Ameen. Iman. That's Ameen. the greatest Ameen. dua we must make at all times. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. And four to six tomorrow morning, as-safina to al-jannah. For myself and of course Fadilatul Ustad. Marcus Sahaba Online Radio. Empowering the Ummah.